You are listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Hey, wow. You know what? The imagination now. Everybody has changed. Now they're getting so uh, creative in terms of their thinking and what they can do. Man, it's, it's, this is the best I've seen. Yeah, when you jump that damn high, you got a lot of time. To up the floor. Reads a drop down. Kobe! Oh! Up high! Down hard! Kobe Bryant! Very deep, yeah. Blocked by LeBron! That basketball oh, oh, oh. will never be the same! <laughs> so that now has entered the fray. Yes! And we are back, Ben. Our second show of 2017 will continue the New Year's wishes for the second half of the NBA teams. But before we start that, you know, over the last few days, Ben, my phone's been ringing of notification of NBA apps saying, this guy's injured, this guy will be there, this guy's missing. Which injury is really taking you by surprise right now and maybe the most important? Well, the most crippling injury right now is uh, Chris Paul, who's got a, another problem with his thumb. I think it's the third thumb injury he had in over like two or three seasons. He's going to have to undergo surgery, miss six to eight weeks. And Lord knows that a thumb is important for a point guard. They're the primary ball handler in the team. Uh, they're, the, they're the decision makers. They have to be sharp. They have to be crisp. This is... And Chris Paul is the head and the heart of the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. I'm expecting the team to turn to a disaster while it's gone. Honestly, I'll be honest here. I'm not expecting the six, the next six to weeks week to go uh, the right way for the Clippers. And it's a shame because the Clippers were mounting a pretty good challenge for uh, the maybe the third spot, and even the second spot in the Western Conference, depending on consistencies of other team like OKC. Uh, but when you're looking at the Chris Paul injury now, the, is it the end of what could have been a great season for the Clippers now that one of their big three is down? <laughs> good question. I don't know. Uh, time will tell. Uh, I know that they have more than Austin Rivers in the backcourt now. They have Raymond Felton, who, while cannot be a starting point guard anymore, is not the starting caliber anymore. He is uh, he is getting is getting good decent minutes as a backup, and he can get the job done. I mean, I've seen him get the job done in New York for a couple of years, so I can testify that Raymond Felton is not a bad basketball player when he's in shape and he's when not pointing guns at his girlfriend. But um, yeah. Yes, I would say that this is probably the start of a very, very ugly tailspin. If I judge by how things have went for the uh, Los Angeles Clippers for the last couple of years, this is not good news. Like, like, <laughs> like people should be starting to panic right now. Well, remember how we talked about Doc Rivers this year? If it doesn't go well, yes. maybe his downfall. Maybe the yes. Chris Paul injury will mark the end of Doc Rivers. It would be heartbreaking because that wouldn't be his fault. Uh, Chris Paul is having a standout year this year. He is, he is one of the most eye candy. He's one of the most pleasant player to watch in the NBA right now. And he's just like, like that injury comes right when the Clippers were picking up momentum again. Uh, if, if, if Doc Rivers loses his job over this, he will be heartbreaking more than, than anything. Before we continue our New Year's wishes, Ben, you were part of a French podcast. Can you tell us more? Yesterday or last night? 
Yes, I am an occasional. Uh, I'm an occasional guest on a French podcast called Poster Dunk. If you guys want to uh, check it out, if you guys speak French, it's posterdunk.net or Poster Dunk on um, on iTunes. And there was quite a huge turnout after the after the recording. A lot of French fans came up to see, hey, what's up? Hey, what is your podcast? What is Hardwood Radio? Where can I? Uh, Where can I uh, listen to Hardware Radio? I would like to tell you guys, welcome, and I hope you enjoy the show. That would explain the peak of visit on the website in France that normally we don't necessarily have. So uh, that explains a lot when I looked at the stats today. Oh, I'm very happy to hear this. <laughs> exactly. All right. We left off at DLA. Lakers. Now, yes. we're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. What is your wish for them in the New Year's for the Memphis Grizzlies? Man, the Memphis Grizzlies are golden. They, I did not expect, they, expect them to be any good this year. I expected this season to be a, somewhat of a transition season for the Grizzlies. Um, they were, had big names coming back from injuries, new coach, new philosophy. But they're really, really good. I have seen the most, uh, the most exciting basketball game I've seen all year. Uh, last Friday, and it was a game where the Memphis Grizzlies came back from 20 to be the Houston Rockets of all people. Um, honestly, the only thing I can wish for the Memphis Grizzlies is to keep fostering a second generation. Right now, uh, Mike Conley and Mark Gasol are leading this team. They are playing like golden gods. I mean, Conley and Gasol were unstoppable in the second half last Friday. They were they were beautiful to watch. Um, but they're kind of they're kind of depleted in terms of young players. Um, I know that the uh, Denver Nuggets are looking to unload Yusuf Nurkic, and I think that if like after the season, the Grizzlies should be looking into that. They should even be looking into shedding a first round draft pick because I think that Yusuf Nurkic. Is very talented and he could learn a lot from Marc Gasol. It could be he could be the heir to Marc Gasol's throne as uh, the NBA's best pure center. What I like as well about the Grizzlies is their Canadian content. So we don't necessarily have a lot of great basketball prospect and up and coming players in Canada. And the fact that one of ours is getting groomed and uh, potentially becoming a great NBA player with a great potential career to eventually maybe even a superstar if things fall at uh, the right places. That's what I like about the Grizzlies as well. Uh, I am blanking out here. What are you talking about? Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, and I'm just making the. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, let's move on now. You know, the Grizzlies, uh, a lot of people are saying they need to be lucky in a way because players like Chandler Parsons have been known to be injured quite often. And if he yes. can hold on, if his knees, if his lower body can hold on, maybe the rest of the way, they can potentially continue to go in the right direction. That is a good point. I mean, they're starting to chuck some three pointers from. Uh, they're starting to chuck from three three pointers from all over the floor. Uh, Chandler Parsons has not been vital to their offense, but he could really be the deciding factor. He could be something special for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, and if they can recuperate Parsons and like incorporate him into a regular rotation. 
Man, that that could be really dangerous. I think David Fisdale is a sneaky dark horse for coach of the year right now. Now, let's if we go from Memphis to Miami and the Heat. The Heat are not where they used to be. They're not the glory of the NBA. Uh, what mm-hmm. does the Heat need to do? What is their wishes in 2017 to regain that aura of one of the best in the league? Well, um it's it's a complicated situation in Miami because they have some good pieces. Uh, they have experienced some terrible luck. Um, honestly, the Miami Heat are bottoming out at exactly the right time right now. If they would uh, draft based on the position they are in the uh, ratings, they would draft second overall, uh, which means they could very well draft first overall after the lottery. And... I think they just need to let it go. They just need, like, I wish them to <laughs> let go of that season and just to dump some bad contracts. Like, All Hassan right. Whiteside, dump yeah. him wherever you, you <laughs> dump him wherever you can. Let's tank tank for Fultz, Markel Fultz. Exa- Let's get him. Exactly. Uh, Goran Dragic. Bye-bye. Orlando wants, wants Goran Dragic. Give him away. If you get Markel Fultz for Goran Dragic, you're golden. Like who? Who, who cares? Who cares if Goran Dragic is good for the rest of the season in well, Orlando? But by w- the way, Orlando would really need him. <laughs> that was my wish as well: is to uh, just clean the slate, just wipe it clean, start anew, get some assets, and look towards the future for Miami. Abs- absolutely, because right now, like I've seen, well, I've seen another game last night between them and. Uh, and um, Houston, they looked golden again, but they 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 played with fierceness. They played with um, they played methodically, but they don't have enough talent to get over over the hump right now. There's only one way to get uh, this kind of talent without paying for it, and it's to bottom up. Speaking of teams that doesn't necessarily have the talent to go over the hump, the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> what? What don't you wish the Bucks for 2017? The Bucks are in an interesting position. They have the two cornerstone of their franchise. These guys are good, and these guys are good right now. And they're, they 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 could, if surrounded by the right people, um, really be the cornerstone of a championship contender. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, AKA the Greek freak and Jabari Parker are tearing it up right now. They are being really, really good. Um, they're young, they're athletic, they're pushing the tempo. Uh, but it's a little bit of everything else that's missing in Milwaukee. Um, I like uh, Chris Middleton, who's injured for the entire season right now. I like Tony Snell, like it's a Mirza Teletovic. But after that, uh, yeah, Michael Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon is good too, but. After that, it kind of falls off a cliff in terms of talent. Um, they have they have some serious cleanup to do. Uh, Greg Monroe should be leaving. Uh, yeah. Michael Beasley should be leaving somewhere. Um, otherwise, um, just just hope to lock up in the draft. Like I hope they have another Giannis type of situation where they hit the jackpot in the draft. My wish for the Bucks in 2017, Ben, is. Uh, for Jason Kidd as the head coach to have a little mm-hmm. bit more 
wiseness. I don't know if it's a word. I think mm-hmm. it is not. But a little bit more uh, wisdom in 2017. Uh, be more mm-hmm. calm and be able to realize what your team do necessarily need and not necessarily always be stubborn with your starting five. And for the benefit of the Bucks, I think uh, that's what they need in 2017 so they can get the best out of those two stars, like you mentioned. Uh, that's that's a great point. Um, I think he's starting to do that. I mean, he started Michael Malcolm Brogdon at point guard a lot more lately. I think he's starting to come along, and I think you, you might really get your wish for the Bucks in 2017. You know, I just mentioned him a few minutes ago about the Canadian content, and I always do this. For some reason, I always mixed up the Grizzly and the Wolf. I don't know if it's because ah, the logos look a little yeah. bit different, uh, but you might think that it didn't make sense, but I was talking about the Timberwolves. I love what the Timberwolves do because they're helping Canada basketball in the long run, and it has yes. been a long time since an NBA team has given as much resources to a Canadian basketball prospect. Yes, absolutely. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves right now have a lineup who which is overflowing with talent like these guys like they're they're like at least led on 15 players there are at least 10 players i would take on my team right now including carl anthony towns andrew wiggins ricky rubio shabazz mohammed they are uh they are great um but they they are miserable this year and they're not like they have a, a record of 14 and 28 which is terrible, and they look miserable when they uh, when when they uh, when they play. Um, I wish them in 2000, uh, 2017, I wish them a to figure out their point guard situation. Find a taker for Ricky Rubio uh, that uh, Chris Dunn uh, actually turns it around and becomes a starting point guard because right now their best point guard is um, six foot two Tyus Jones. Who is good, but who is not really a contributor? He makes guys better around him, but he does not really contribute. <laughs> so they need they need they need an upgrade at point guard, and I hope for them that they find it. Yeah, and I just wish a continued success for Tom Thibodeau and the Timberwolves to find a way to get the most out of your stars while giving him mm-hmm. experience at the same time and not necessarily exposing them. Because you do sometimes put too much pressure or too much uh, uh, expectations on a young team and young prospect, and development is the one thing lacking. Because if there's too expectation, they're going to just mm-hmm. work on what works and not what doesn't. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have to work on your weakness before you work on your strength to become a better player, especially at that level. So I wish Tom Thibodeau and his young players the right time for to, to continue to develop. Absolutely. I mean, they they need it now more than ever uh, because right now they're regressing from last year. And now we're going to talk about the Knicks, a team that is near and dear to your heart. Yes. What do you wish the Knicks in 2017? What do you wish yourself for the Knicks in 2017? Uh, Goddamn. Um, That's... I don't know. They came up, they came down from their worst week in I think franchise history like um, Derek Rose disappeared for 24 hours uh, he just left the team without telling anyone after shoot around um, they lost a lot of close game including one game to the Philadelphia 76ers where they uh, where they hilariously got beat by a TJ McConnell 
buzzer beater. If you guys don't know TJ McConnell, is probably the least talented player in the NBA right now. Uh, and um, you know what? The, the the main problem of all the problems the Knicks have, the main problem is Derrick Rose and that contract they gave to Joachim Noah. Joachim Noah is a just a good, is a decent center, but he's not worth seventeen million dollars for the next four years. So I wish like they 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 take Derrick Rose and Joachim um, Noah, put them in an office and ask for their forty-one million dollars back. <laughs> uh, they they've got they've got stolen forty-one million dollars stolen from them. Uh, I wish they get it back and they get a true point guard for it. But I think we overstepped um, the New Orleans Pelicans. Am I right? Okay, uh, in my list, they're just after. So. Uh, oh, okay, no problem. So yeah, so, I think so my what, list. What do you wish the Knicks? Yeah, what I wish the Knicks is what you consider depth, because uh, you have a lot of potential with players like Kristaps Porzingis, and mm-hmm. depending on which lineup they do face, uh, with uh, sorry that they do include with Carmelo Anthony, and depending on which team they face, they have a, almost a chance of winning depending on how the bench is used. So mm-hmm. I do wish them more depth to be able to get more points off the bench, to be able to mm-hmm. compete in more games. And if you're closer in more games, maybe you get a little bit more wins, and maybe that's the difference between being 10th and being 8th. And you're talking about the difference between making and not making the playoffs. Or having more depth for the Knicks, I think at least it's a little something that could be potentially helpful for them. Absolutely. And some nights they've gotten... Great performances for their be- from their bench. I'm talking about guys like Justin Holiday, who I would really consider moving into the starting lineup. I would move Justin Holiday at small forward, move Carmelo Anthony at power forward, and Porzingis at center. Uh, guys like Mindazgis, Kuzminskas, uh, Ron Baker, uh, a.k.a. Ron Burgundy, a.k.a. Uh, President-elect of the United States, has been a very... had had some good performances, but... In the game, like you said, in the games where it was tight, the bench kind of didn't deliver. And guys like um, Brandon Jennings and Willie Hernan Gomez type tends, and Lance Thomas, of all people, tend to ghost out. So, yeah, some 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 continuation with the rotation on the bench would be a good. Uh, would be a good thing to wish the Knicks. All right, Lam, let's talk about the Pelicans, and I'll start with this one because every single chance I get, I give a shot to the Pelicans. It's the worst team name in all pro sports, in my opinion. And again, I think, like I mentioned last year, I do wish the Pelicans a new identity in 2017. Oh, well, okay. I mean, they're they're just got this identity, so... I know, uh, I I know. I think I think I'm going to wish them also the same thing that I wished them last year because uh, because they still didn't have it. Uh, I wish them health. Um, they had a little more health this year, and especially from their point guard Drew Holiday, who as soon as he came back from uh, the injured list, they went from the bottom of the standings to semi respectability. Like he he's he was a factor this year, but Tyreek Evans is still not healthy. Uh, Dante Cunningham got hurt. Uh, uh, Tim Frazier got hurt. They have a lot. Uh, Pond Dexter got hurt. They have a lot of injuries. I wish them, I wish them health. I wish them to to get better. I hope that they lose Drew Holiday to the Knicks in 2017. But uh, I, I'm not making. I'm not. Uh, I'm not making any. I'm not crossing my my fingers over this. They might very well stay in New Orleans. 
But yeah, only helped. They will get if they're all LT, they all they're they're a terrific team. Now moving to Oklahoma, the Thunder. Uh, it's hard to wish anything else to the Thunder than just to continue on the same run as they are. But what do you wish the Thunder for 2017? The Thunder are a team that are good. I mean, they're 25 and 18 right now. They're they have a player who's averaging a triple double a night, which is insane, which hasn't been seen in like 50 years in the NBA since the good old days of uh, Oscar Robertson and Russell Westbrook is more impressive because he's not as physically dominant as Oscar Robertson was. Um, honestly, this is a team. This is a team that needs to sacrifice something to get back where they were because they were very, very close from an NBA championship last year. They were one game away from getting in the finals, and I think they would have wolfed down the uh, Cavaliers in the finals. They will need to sacrifice an important asset this year, and I wish that they don't get fleeced over it. Maybe it's Victor Oladipo. Uh, maybe they have to they'll have to send Steven Adams somewhere. But like they will need like I wish them I wish them the trade they need in order to get someone to to get a decent number two for Russell Westbrook because right now Westbrook is balling out of his mind but he's getting he's going crazy on the court. Yeah. Uh, and, doing and, everything by himself. And it's the only way that the Thunder can maintain that run, that record, even though it's not the greatest one and they're a better team in the Western Conference. They're a playoff team as mm -hmm. we speak, and it's because of the play of Russell Westbrook, because he's averaging a triple-double every night. If he doesn't do that, we're not talking about a team that's going to make the playoff because of the mm -hmm. lack of death. So I do wish them in 2017 just one thing. And it's the consistency of the play of Russell Westbrook. If he do not, yeah. if he does not continue to play this way, the team won't make the playoff. It's that easy. So for them, I only wish one thing: for Westbrook to continue to average a triple double. I think you're wishing us. Uh, you're wishing us this. Uh, this. Um, it's beautiful uh, to see. Ah, uh, of course, of course. Like he's 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 completely crazy. That guy. He's you out of his mind. You see a madman on the court running after every ball, looking at every possible option, not just playing for himself, playing for the assist, playing for the block, playing for the uh, rebound, playing for every single possible outcome of the ball where it goes, and it's kind of impressive to watch. Oh, yeah, and he's cowling too. Like, he's playing with emotion, and he's, like, mean-mugging his, op his opponents, and he he's, play he's taking it very personal that he's been left alone in Oklahoma this Funny year. Fact. And it's, it's a sight... It's a sight to behold. Funny fact, they still haven't spoken. Him and Kevin Durant, since that signing, they still haven't spoken. Even though both men were saying the day after the signing that it was, oh, no, no, or no, bygones be bygones. There's no heel feeling. There's no heel wheel. Guess what? They haven't spoken since then. And the play of Russell Westbrook himself would kind of suggest that uh, it's a motivation factor for him, the departure of Kevin Durant. And I believe they're playing one another tonight. Let me verify this, but I am pretty sure they're playing one another tonight. Um, I have Russell Westbrook in my fantasy league. I was lucky enough to have the first pick this year. 
and wow. it's a glorious pick. Let me, it's, let me, it's, it's a, glor- a glorious pick. Let me assure you, <laughs> it's a glorious and, year for you in your fantasy, just because of a triple double every night. The amount yes, of fantasy point you must make, it's crazy. And yes, Oklahoma City is playing uh, the Warriors at ten thirty tonight. Speaking of the Warriors, it's on PSN. Speaking of the Warriors, quickly, uh, last few games uh starting to see steph curry doing what steph curry does and it's kind of fun to see him back at a level like we talked about a few weeks ago where he wasn't necessarily at the same level as in 2015 i think he is back there oh yeah um the game where they absolutely torched the uh, cleveland cavaliers was a sight to behold uh i i watched the game on mlk day last monday and my brain could not compute what was going on on uh on the screen like these guys were moving so fast and were passing the ball so crisply i mean don't get me wrong the cavaliers did not show up on that game they were not there to win but if the if the warriors just keep doing what they're doing right now they're going to be very hard team to beat in the playoffs what do you wish the orlando magic for the year of 2017 (laughs) spacing uh, right now, this this team is uh, playing what Bill Russell, uh, Bill Simmons called the clogged toilet offense. Uh, they have a lot of non-shooters on the team, and they have a lot of big players who clog the lanes. Uh, they need spacings, they need shooters, uh, they need to make a heartbreaking trade in order to get shooters. They need to send either Nikola Vucevic away or Mario Ezonia or uh, maybe, no, not even Fournier, because maybe even Bismarck Biombo, they need to send they send, they need to send someone away to get some shooters, because right now the spacing is a nice or and uh, I'm pretty sure the Orlando Magic fans have not signed up for this. I don't know what to wish the Magic. It, it, it's, for me, a team that I don't necessarily think they had a big plan coming up this year. They were trying to get the different free agent. It didn't pan out, and they eventually landed with Bismarck Biombo. And I don't know if that experiment really worked so far. And the expectation of the Magic with some of their young players, right now, the direction seems a little bit complicated. So maybe I'm asking and I'm wishing the Magic to get a direction in 2017. A plan, yeah, and uh, that that might go by um, that might start with firing Rob Hennigan, who made Makes all sense. these nonsensical moves uh, this summer, which are leading them straight out of the playoffs for, I believe, the fifth year in a row. All right, talking about the Seventy Sixers, <laughs> what do you wish Joel Embiid and company for twenty seventeen? Joel Embiid. Have you seen the game on MLK Day where he absolutely, where he ferociously dunked over every uh, every people in Milwaukee? <laughs> no, I haven't. But I'll go uh, make sure I, I, watch I it. have that on my Facebook feed. If you guys want to at home want to check it out, it's an it's one of the most ferocious dunks I've ever seen a seven footer do. I didn't even know seven footers uh, were dunking like this. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers are close to putting things together right now. They're 13 and 26, they're not even last in their own division, which is a first in several years. I like what I'm seeing with Joel Embiid on the courts. And he's such a look. Let me let me tell you how how much of a dominant power he is. Um, with him on the court, they play for a net rating of plus 10. Without him, they play for minus 243. <laughs> There's a small disparity there. That is 
insane that one player changes the entire dynamic like this. That one player not only makes them competitive, but breeds a new kind of pride uh, in them. I mean, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers have their work cut out for them. Um, Joel Embiid is the Joel Embiid is awesome. Ben Simmons is coming back yeah. in a few weeks. They're gonna get a top ten uh, draft pick again. Oh, they're golden. They're gonna be awesome by uh, two in two years. I wish them. I wish them helped too. There you go. Yeah. I wish them to fu- to find somebody else than T.J. McConnell to play point guard. Also, just to finish on Joel Embiid, what I like about him as well is, is he's refreshing. He's happy. He's positive he's enjoying the moment he's trusting the process he's trusting this coach he's uh, uh trusting his abilities and he's blooming as a professional player right in front of us and that is kind of beautiful to see you know me i like to talk about the intangibles and mm-hmm. i like that about him is his happiness Absolutely. his devotion to the game right it's impressive yes he's passionate and he's embracing the game and it's rare for big men to be this passionate uh, about basketball. Have you seen his uh, online bromance with Triple H? Yes, yes. When Triple S says, before you embrace, before you, you win the game, you got to trust the process or something. Yeah, I've seen it. Ex- exactly. And he invited the uh, the uh, WWE uh, fans to vote for Embiid as uh, for a uh, NBA, yeah, for the all-star. All-star, game, all-star game starter. Uh, I mean, everything, that guy is the future he's everything if he stays healthy he will become one of the great players to play that game funny how nobody talks about the two years where he was a bud the joke of the league now he is the talk of the town and it's funny how that happened very quickly oh yeah but i mean the performances he's put up are just that convincing uh i mean i it took me it, it took him three minutes to convince me like one dream shake <laughs> on tyler seller one three-pointer and one insane block on Jalen Brown. I'm like, okay, this guy is something special. What I wish the Philadelphia 76ers in 2017 is Ben Simmons. I hope that he makes his mm. debut very soon, and I hope that he contributes and trusts the process himself. And that's going to be interesting, a player that comes in mid-season to see his contribution to maybe make the difference between what could be just a very bad season mm. to a season with hope. So hopefully Ben Simmons slash Hope helps the process. Uh, absolutely. And I think, I think in fact, I think Joel Embiid is going to make Ben Simmons better. Uh, and he's going he's gonna to remove some, some pressure from his shoulder. And I think that uh, he, will make, he will make Joel Embiid better. But Ben Simmons is going to be the one benefiting the most from having Joel Embiid absolutely tearing through defenses down low. All right, we'll try to go a little bit quickly here. So the Suns, what do you wish yes, the sir. Suns in 2017? Uh, you said direction for uh, the Orlando Magic. I wish them direction. They are all over the place right now. They have some good players. They have some some weird, pretty whatever player. I mean, tear it all down, rebuild everything around Devin Booker, and like show some show some direction, for God's sake. And I have to agree with you. So we'll move on to the <laughs> Trailblazers, Portland. Uh, what do you wish the Portland Trailblazers, the northernmost uh, team, even though Toronto likes to say we're the north, technically Portland is a little northern than Toronto. Um, I wish them. I wish them defense. I wish them to um, to make peace with the fact that this lineup is not going to cut it. 
that they change that they use CJ McCollum as a trade piece to get some defense because right now I believe they are the worst defensive team in the NBA and if if you're a fan of the Portland Trail Blazers this season is a heartbreaker because they are getting killed. Now what I wish the Trail Blazers been in 2017 is to mm-hmm. get a player like Evan Turner, a new home, get some assets. You are not really good. You don't necessarily have the best defense, like you mentioned, if not the worst in the league. Why not yes. trying to better that? And Evan Turner could be some potential trail bait uh, and trade bait and have a better trailblazer in the process. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, Evan Turner could, like, I think Brad Stevens laid the blueprint on how to use Evan Turner. Uh, for some reason, they're not doing it in Portland. Trade him have someone use him properly and get something in exchange because right now his value is uh, social. I think we're going to wish the same thing for the Kings, both of us. Finally get rid of Cousins. Oh, my God. Uh, apparently, apparently, he's about to sign a $200 million, $200 million extension ah, with really? the Kings. Ah, wow. <laughs> Go from I know, rumors I know. of getting traded to re-signing a big contract? I, I I cannot really reconcile this in my mind. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, what I'm gonna wish them is that I'm gonna wish them to make the playoffs. Uh, it could be the best thing to happen in that franchise's recent history since they've been taken over by the Maloof brothers. I mean, package Willie Collistein, Ben McLemore, and one of the like 12 kids you picked last year in the draft, and get some help and make the playoffs get killed by the Warriors in the first round, but uh, give some hope to to your miserable fan base. You know, uh, one thing that it's been in like a pattern of what I wish is direction, consistency, development. Yeah. It's one thing, one part of sport that fascinates me. And when I look at the Kings and over the last few years, we've seen where they're going with Cousins. And, well, mm-hmm. it hasn't panned out. How long do you wait in that experiment to make some changes? How long do you wait and do the same thing over and over again and trying to expect different results? That's when you have to decide, should we re-sign him for $200 millions? Or maybe while he's hot, while he's really worth something, get to try that, so- to get that something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen. Uh, but uh, like, but they're really like they have an abusive relationship to him. Like some franchises has a very abusive relationship with their players, and I think they're just bound to become a tragedy. Like I've kind of given up, given up hope of the uh, Kings trading the Marcus Cousins. The Spurs. What do you wish, San Antonio? Oh, San Antonio Spurs, who I'm going to go watch at the Madison Square Gardens. I'm going to go watch them kill my Knicks in a couple of weeks. <laughs> you're already um, prepared I'm very, mentally. I'm you're, very excited about that. You're prepared mentally to already see the Knicks losing. Oh, yeah, but they're going to lose bad because the Spurs are already pretty good. Um, I wish them a trade partner for LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge is a good player, but he's not cutting it as a Spurs. Uh, I could see them trading their way up in the top 10 in this draft and take a player like Josh Jackson and have a killer combo with Kawhi Leonard and Josh Jackson or roll the dice on someone like Harry Giles. Um, They need to make a move, the Spurs, because they're getting old and their defense is suffering. 
But I mean, they're 32 and nine right now. It's hard. It's hard to to argue against what they're doing. You know, we talk a lot about tactics, and we talked about this last week, Ben. It's a cyclical world, right? Some teams adopt a yes. new style of play, and the rest of the league follows suit. Somebody else finds a new way. I wish for 2017 for Coach Pop to find a new way, to go back to his blueprint, to design something mm. new, to use the French assets or his superstars in a different way to maybe get most and get more, like over. You know, when you have a computer, you overclock it. I mm-hmm. He needs to overclock his team if he wants to have a run in the playoff this year because, like you mentioned, they're getting old, and that means Tony Parker and Paul Gasol are getting old and liable defensively, mm-hmm. and that is yes. a problem going forward. So if you move your pieces around, if you change the mentality, whatever Coach Pop designed, but something fresh, maybe that's what's needed for San Antonio. Yes, and like you mentioned, Tony Parker. Tony Parker is really right now on his last legs. He doesn't have much basketball left in him. Uh, and yes, I wish that the Dejounte Murray like takes over and becomes like a good starting point guard. And yes, some fresh ideas would be very much appreciated in this case because uh, I just don't know how how they're going to make it through the playoffs this year. I mean, they might very well surprise us and make it to the finals because they're the Spurs, but I just don't see how right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Raptors, what do you wish Toronto for 2017, Ben? Uh, the, the thing about Toronto is that they have a good team. They just don't have a, a credible championship contender. Um, and they're kind of handcuffed by uh, their nature as um, their nature as an MLSC team. You know the uh, the conglomerates that owns the uh, Toronto Raptors is really not really facing any obligations to win championships ever. All they need to do is make money in order to be happy, and like that's a problem for uh, Toronto, which has a hard time getting some big contracts. Uh, on the line, attracting some big-time players. Uh, I wish them Paul Millsap. I think Paul Millsap would be their best chance to make it to the NBA Finals this year and uh, to help basketball culture in Canada in general. I mean, the, the entire country would rally around the Raptors like he did around the Blue Jays a couple of years ago if they have uh, if they're in the finals so that's what I wish them I wish them Paul Millsap well with Millsap you're talking about instead of being a dynamic duo with DeMar uh, with uh, DeRozan and Cal Lowry you're talking about a big three so it makes a big difference yes Uh, but uh, what I wish the Raptors is uh, we've seen DeRozan playing out of his mind right now We've seen him yes. being almost—it's uh, in the the running. But both him and Kyle Lowry could be started the All Star game, or maybe going to be very yes. close to it. But depending on, because uh, it works different this year, it's not just fan vote; it's fan vote and the players and the coaches yes. amalgamated together, and will be named the starters. So there's a possibility that DeRozan, because of his play in the first half of the season, will be named an All Star mm-hmm. starter. But I do feel like you that they need a another big guy to compete at the highest level because one thing it's the one thing they need to do is to beat the Cavaliers. That's what the job is yes. called. That's what 2017 is. Is look, if it goes the way it's supposed to, if it goes chalk, to use the expression, then it will be Toronto and the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Final, and then you have to push yourself. You have to 
to use my expression once again, to overclock your computer, to overclock your team, to beat the Cavaliers. And if you don't have, like you mentioned, a Paul Mills app or another player that would fit that profile, you would stand a lot more chance to do this. And maybe that's what I wish the Raptors do. To, if the opportunity is there and uh, Masai Jari finds the available money and available willingness to pull the trigger on a big moment like he ha- like it has been done for other club in the MLC branch we've seen the raptors just resign batista uh, the, the the blue jays resign jose batista we've seen tfc go get big players so why not if the opportunity is there the raptors make a big move and get that number three big name big player for toronto that pushes them to a maybe contender against the cavaliers uh, absolutely. I mean, they're not, I would say that uh, DeRozan, Laurie, and Malsap would be a big tree, but he would, they would definitely be a medium-sized tree. Uh, and um, <laughs> yes, I mean, like Kyle Laurie right now is really play balling out of his mind and playing some of his best basketball uh, I've ever seen him play either. And it's going to be a weird discussion to have in the summer, but the Raptors are somewhat close. They just need to get closer. All right, only two left, Ben. Utah, what do you wish the yes. Jazz? Oh, man, the Jazz. I love the Jazz. I love to watch them play. I love uh, Frenchman Rudy Gobert, who is terrorizing the uh, the NBA's offenses with his towering reach. Um, the Jazz, they're another team. They're kind of golden. Um, I wish them I wish them to find a, a, part, a trade partner for Derek Favors. Uh, right now, the only problem is that Favors and Gobert cannot play together. Um, they're not. They're not. They're not suitable. And Rudy Gobert is the guy that Quinn Snyder wants to use. Is the guy. Is the guy that Quinn Snyder has his system around. So thread Derek Favors. Get something really cool. Uh, Derek Favors is another sneaky, sneaky uh, pick to make the Raptors better. So maybe you send. Uh, maybe you send. Um, uh, Derek Favors to uh, Toronto for uh, for a, for a couple players, maybe a one or two picks. That would be really interesting for Toronto too. There is a similar type of player than Paul Millsap, but he's a little bit bigger and more physical. So, uh, yep, that, I wish them a trade partner for Derek Favors. I wish them one thing that you have wished on upon a few other team, Ben. I wish them health. I wish them to find a way to get close to full health because with their first five players, their starting five, uh, the George Hill, Derek Favors, and Dante Exum, if they actually get those players to play consistently, start games, and eventually get your bench involved, it's not that bad. If those players are injured and missing some rep, then you're talking about a team that it's in very well out of the playoff situation where even maybe far behind. Uh, yes, um, I think I think that right now they're a team that really clicks chemistry-wise. Um, I think that um, um, Quinn Snyder really worked them together and made them a close a close knit group. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, chemistry, yeah, like they're one injury away from falling down or falling down like a bottomless pit yeah that that's a that's a good thing to wish them like i agree with your wish now the last team i've been trying to figure one wish for the last 15 minutes it's the one blank spot on my list i have no clue what to say about the wizards what do you wish the wizards in 2016 17 17 
I, I wish them to fire Ernie Grunfeld, their <laughs> oh, terrible, wow. terrible um, general manager. There is a website that's been up kept since I think 2006 called Fire Ernie. Which, which really, it's been 10 years the website fire the guy exists wow. I, I i think let me let, let, let me let me verify if fire ernie is still online but fire ernie is really uh was really a big fire ernie grunfeld.com and it's really it's it, it's been bad like he's been doing bad move over bad move over bad moves and yeah you guys can go see it fire ernie grunfeld.com and he's at the he's at the heart of every problem that the wizards have had for the for the uh for the past for the present he's at the part of the problem they had for the future we're talking about a guy who took Jan Vesely in the uh, in the NBA draft over Clay Thompson uh he's a very very terrible uh, gm and i wish them to fire any grunfeld and hire someone competent if not john wall might just leave <laughs> all right i will agree with you with the last one do we have a prospect of the week this week ben? Uh, i wanted to talk to you guys about the situation with the point guards in the nba draft because uh, like don't worry guys I will go back to discovering new prospects next week. <laughs> but right now, the most exciting thing about college basketball and the NBA draft are the point guards. The point guards are going crazy. Uh, everybody wants a new point guard. Everybody is overbidding for point guards in the NBA. Um, Lonzo Ball from UCLA, who is like driving the most efficient offense in the NBA, in the, in the NCAA right now, is currently ranked second in the draft right behind Margot Fultz. Which I'm kind of iffy about because around because um, he can't shoot. Like he's a very good, he's a, he's a great point guard who can't shoot. It's a bit like uh, Jason Kidd was when he went first went in the NBA, and I have a hard time believing any team would choose him over Josh Jackson. But the most interesting situation that's going on right now in the NBA is the De'Aaron Fox Malik Monk conundrum. Uh, Malik, Malik Monk in, and Darren, Darren Fox are playing together in Kentucky and they're really good and, but Malik Monk really captured the imaginary of the, uh, of the, uh, the fans when he scored 47 freaking points against uh, UNC of all, of all people uh, University of North Carolina like, it's the most points a freshman ever scored in a game in the NCAA like, people were like oh my god he's, he's, he's Genius level scorer. He's going to be go first in the draft. I don't know about that. He's he's very good, very athletic. But since then, he's been just doing more of the same. He's been a great scorer, but he's always been scoring the same way. He's not scoring. He's not showing improvement. But the guy that's showing improvement though is the Aaron Fox, his uh, backcourt running mate, who is sneaky good. He 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 is a general on the floor. He talks to his guys. He plays good defense, and he's having stats that are oddly similar to Lonzo Ball, except he can shoot. Uh, he cannot shoot three points yet. He shoots for as for a miserable thirteen percent for three, but he shoots forty eight percent from two, which is really really good. And he has his averages sixteen point. Five rebounds, six assists a game, as uh, Lonzo Ball as uh, averages um, 14 point, 5.5 rebounds, and eight assists a game. 
I think the Aaron Fox might be the guy we're overlooking here, and I think we might be overlooking uh, overlooking him uh, up until the draft. But I there's if if he can get that if he can extend that shot to a three point, there's a germ like like there's like the twinkle of a superstar in that kid. Like I really really like what I'm seeing. Uh, I have a friend who's a uh, was a scout for uh, Draft Express who keeps making fun of me because I like guys who have shooting mechanics problem and the Iron Fox is one of these guys. But I oh. really think sky's the limit for that kid. Like, watch for the Iron Fox guys. He's on. He's on high alert. Um, he could be. He very well could be one of the best players that came out of this draft. I have to agree with you in the philosophy of not necessarily uh, overlooking uh, mechanical mm. shooting uh, deficiencies, mm. because those those can be thought, those can be shown, mm. those can be learned and developed. <coughs> what you don't necessarily yes. develop is the other aspect of a prospect, and maybe that makes sense in a way. Which which the Iron Fox has. He's a very coachable kid. He is very mature. He is technique conscious. Like he has a superb technique on the floor, and that's really something that sets him apart from all these super athletic young kids who just play like greyhounds out of control. He is really really good, and watch for him, guys. I would not be surprised to see him end up in Philadelphia and absolutely tear everything up alongside Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Wow, that will make quite a trio. All right, Ben. Uh, we remind you, Ben was on the French podcast, Poster Dunk. So if you uh, understand French and want to listen to Ben give his thoughts on many different subjects, touching the NBA, listen to the latest episode of Poster Dunk available on iTunes and everywhere you get your podcasts. And until next week, Ben, we're back with a regular show. Until then, have a good basketball. You too. You were listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Visit us, sportspodcastingnetwork.com.